Hey, Binders, before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about my new Oracle deck called the Magic Morsels Oracle Deck. It is an exploration of the things we crave. And yes, by that, I mean food. Let's pull a card for today, shall we? Ah, the chicken nuggies. This card is representative of our subconscious. And I know what some of you might be thinking, Laura, I'm vegan. I don't need chicken nuggies. Well, guess what? I have a vegan edition of the same deck for your Oracle pleasure. You can find our new Magic Morsels Oracle decks over at ladymoon.co or on our Etsy, etsy.com slash ladymooncompany. And if you'd like a discount, because I would, you can get 20% off with the code MORSELS. Use that at checkout and bon appetit. Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 36, Queer Magic. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. Welcome, welcome. It looks a little different today because we have our first guest episode. So exciting. Isn't that exciting for everyone? It's so exciting. I can hear the applause. The applause is happening. We're not changing our format. Don't worry. But on occasion, (laughs) we will be having some guests when we have topics that we need or want a little more perspective on. Mm-hmm. Um, before we introduce our guest and get to all the fun stuff, if you like our podcast, if you love us, please be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review. If you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment below. Text it to your dad. <laughs> Send it to your mom. Um, share it with all of your friends. Tag us on your Instagram stories. We love to see it. Those things really, really help us. And if you really, really like us and want to support us even further, you can go to our Patreon. We have some great new revamped tiers, sticker packs, Zoom link access to watch live episodes, things like that. So go to patreon.com slash third eye bind. The stickers alone are absolutely worth it. Oh, I have them right there. They're holographic. We're going to have my assistant hand, hand me my... Laura- <laughs> oh, Not my, your it's assistant. My, it's my <laughs> sticker packs. So cute. Oh, And our cute. little... The logo. I don't know why. I'm holding the mug, which <laughs> I don't know why. I need to have more than one beverage because I'm on the spectrum. All right. Here we go. Anyways... You'll get a sticker pack if you sign up for the second tier of our yes. anyways. And okay, there's a really cool new tier. Yeah. Where you get to like be a producer on the show. Basically. And you get backstage access via live Zoom link yes. to our recording sessions. And Laura and I are pretty fucking hilarious We're before fun. and after the show. And We're we would safe. love we would love to share that with you. The blunders, <laughs> the bloopers, the in-betweens. <laughs> You're giving like Catherine O'Hara right now, and I like. Go, it. thank God. That's all I ever want to hear in my life. That's my goal. So, anyway, today we are talking about queer, queer magic. magic. Something that I know that 
I am so fucking excited about. And in order to really do this topic justice, we decided to bring in one of my favorite queer magical people, Sam Shar. Sam Shar. Sam Shar. Sam Shar. Sam Shar is the wickedly talented creatrix behind Toil and Trouble, Denver's only nano soapery to offer aesthetic witchy-themed soaps that help you tap into your inner magic. Yes, please. She's been making small batch soaps for over a decade and transforming reclaimed materials from trash into treasure for even longer. You can follow Sam's spellbinding sustainability journey at toilandtrouble.com, and it is spelled T-O-I-L-A-N-D-T-R-B-L.com. Com. And it's the Cute. same thing on Instagram, too. We love that. Yes, we love it. So welcome, Sam. Welcome, Sam. Hello. To Third Eye Bind. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, our first guest ever. Hey. I'm so excited to be here. We're so happy to have you here. Do you want to tell our listeners a little and viewers a little bit about mm-hmm. yourself and where we can find you? What's going on in your world right now? Sure. Um looks like my camera just fell asleep. Why are you doing this while we're recording? Hello. <laughs> it's <No> okay. <laughs> okay, it's recording now. A um, little bit about me. So uh, you <clears throat> led into that intro so beautifully. It summarizes kind of the, the whole journey I've been on, but I have been making soap for about a decade. And um, I think it was probably... 2018, 2019, when I started to step into my like witchy journey mm. authentically, um, having experiences beforehand, but not so, um, what is the word? I, I had not come out of the broom closet just yet. Mm. And right. uh, ironically enough, when I came out of the broom closet, I also just came out of the closet in general. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, both of these are tied, not so much to the the soap making, but I think that the soap that I create has yielded an audience of similar witchy queer folk. Mm -hmm. Um, So you never know like how your magic will draw in people, even if it's just a simple bar of soap. That's Mm. beautiful. Well, speaking of stuff that we've made, let's pull a a card from (laughs) my Sirens of Song tarot deck. Yes, the third edition. Yes. Um, So we always start our show with a card. Ooh, a card pull. All right, let's see. What is it going to be? I honestly don't know. I've been thinking about it all morning. I was like, I wonder what card they're going to give us. I don't know. Is that it? No. Okay. Mm. That's it. Okay. Oh, I love this song. So <laughs> I don't yet know the meaning. <laughs> Actually, I do because I know the song. Okay. So I pulled the three of wands. That is so weird. Ooh. And the three of wands brings us to a moment where we can see the potential for expansion and possibility in front of us. The world is truly our oyster, and we are being invited to step out of the comfort of our current existence and step into that potential that lives not only around us, but really is being reflected to us 
um, by the world outside, right? Like that yeah. expansion is inside of us and we're witnessing it in the world around us. And it's activating this knowing of like, oh, there is more, there is more. And I think it's so interesting that like Sam led in about stepping out of the broom closet yeah. and the closet. And when you look at the Smith weight version of this card, it's a figure standing on, it's like a, a stage card. It's a figure standing on a stage and there's one wand here, one wand here, uh, two wands on one side, one wand on the other. They're like a doorway. And in front of them is water and boats and an island. Mm -hmm. And it's this moment where they have to decide, oh, I think they're even standing there. It almost looks like they're in a castle like on the balcony, Sick. the veranda of a castle. And it's this invitation to step out beyond the walls that have existed mm. up to this point yes. to embrace all of the different things you can be. And there's a vulnerability to these, this energy because when those walls are down, there's some protections that you lose. But it's this trade-off that we, this risk that we have to take to allow ourselves to live more authentically, yeah. right? The wands are the suit of our inspiration, our passion, our desire to be alive in these bodies. And so we have to go past those castle walls in order to more fully embody who we're meant to be in this world. And yeah. like that is, I think, a really beautiful, am I crying? Uh, a really beautiful already i know it starts no, it's, I'm a little i'm emotional pretty emotional today. too that's that's um, really beautiful it's a really beautiful uh parallel story for like queer awakening yes. and spiritual awakening and witchy awakening um this moment so i mm. i really love that this is the car also because it's sirens of song it's it's the, B the b-52s rome ah! that's the song <laughs> And I just got tickets to see the B-52s oh, in Vegas like yesterday. I would love to go see oh the B-52s. They're gonna, they have a residency at the Venetian. BT oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we should, go. we should all go together. My dad invited me. Incredible. My dad amazing. Is amazing. Anyways, that makes beautiful sense to me. Mm -hmm. Because even if you're not, you don't identify as a queer person, having mm -hmm. that expansive mindset and like the acceptance of queer people is important to like expand your empathy and love and like to exist in a world where that is accepted is like that's what i think of when i think of like the beautiful ocean and all the boats and everyone just sort of like mm -hmm. living in more harmonious way like um, stepping outside of one's comfort zone yeah Mm -hmm. And I don't. The biggest thing leading into today, and what I see is a lot of like witch, witchy people that identify as witches not being accepted, not accepting like the queer community, and not being yeah. open to that. And I find that like really contradictory because witchcraft is like inherently queer and you know offbeat and the other and things like that. And it's it's a bit upsetting to like see that for me i've definitely noticed some um, and sam like feel free to like jump yeah, sorry. in like you're in the living room yeah. with us sorry mike um i broke the fourth wall <laughs> broke the fourth wall. <laughs> um 
But I've definitely noticed like there are certainly corners of uh witchy online community that are very like cis woman center. Yeah. Like cis woman mm-hmm. focused and like mm-hmm. witchcraft is for women, women, biological women, and even like the term biological women woman is something that I struggle with because it's like, what about our biology makes us a certain word, but I digress. Um, I, I've i picked up on that too, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's hard because I agree. Like, how can you be a part of counterculture if you are not willing to be accepting of, of all Everyone that's included in that. Yeah. That's like mm-hmm. my, my kiddo's friend's mom is like pink hair, tattoos, funky clothes, visually very cool counterculture mm-hmm. punk rock very anti-trans and i'm like how can you i just don't understand like how folks can yeah justify separate. that in their heads like somehow. yeah like how can you be a part of something that is counter to what is the like social standard but then like say mm-hmm. like but that's that's too much for me I, my brain doesn't understand it <laughs> it's unfortunate um yeah but sam i think folks have a hard time holding multiplicity really i mean um speaking from my own perspective i think that holding an identity that looks a certain way to folks and then um having something that you have to keep for yourself because you're not sure if it's safe is It's just challenging, and I think that people aren't really willing to understand, um, I guess, the safety aspect of that. Mm. Yeah, I definitely relate to what you're saying. Like, between myself and my kids, when we're meeting new people, Mm. it's like, I want to connect with this person more. I I want mm-hmm. to be open to the idea of friendship here. But mm-hmm. if I tell them that they're using the wrong pronouns for me, right. even if I say it like, you know, from a, a loving way, like in a gentle way, because mm-hmm. we, because, you know, in my brain, I'm like coddle everyone so that they'll be more accepting of you. Like, yeah. do I then put myself in harm's way? Do I set myself up for rejection or worse? Like, danger and yeah you know i feel that way when i meet new people i feel that way at like the doctor's office and yeah right just these everyday situations that you don't yeah think about Mm -hmm. if you're like a straight person or you know a traditionally a cis person yeah even like me like i'm likely non-binary in a she they kind of way but do I Laura, like we Laura just record? Kinda I kind of came episode. out in our last episode a little bit, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't. My first reaction was like, I don't need to change my pronouns though. Like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to like draw attention to it or like make a statement about it. that. Was my instinctual reaction because, yeah, there are people I know that would probably be like, oh, she's just like joining the ship or yeah. whatever we're just doing it because it's trendy we're never buying her croc charms again <laughs> yeah i don't all oh, those croc charms damn i'm gonna burn them in a fire it's a very new concept to me so i'm still like oh sussing it out we, what yeah. the fuck was our what were we talking about 
I forgot what the episode was even know. about. Don't, I don't cry. Oh my God, you're so dumb. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I forgot what the episode was Very about, watery. but it was like a really good, was it, it wasn't water. No, I don't even know. I don't even know, but it was like, it happened. So, but it, but that's. Oh, we were talking about it? the divine femme. That's oh, right. we were talking about divine feminine. Oh, that was a good one. A spicy it's, meatball of an episode. I, know, we, I feel like we could have had Sam on that episode. Yeah, yeah, too. definitely. I mean, <laughs> Sam, you're clearly great at everything. And yes, divine as fuck. But yeah, so divine that AF. yeah, that's uh, that's sort of what reminded me of this whole situation. It's like, oh well, I would yeah, mm. I, that's probably who I am. But uh, what are the consequences mm. of like being out about it or mm. public about it? You know. Mm-hmm. it's fucked I up I felt similarly with like witchy things too though to mm-hmm. what Caitlin was saying earlier it, it's almost hypocritical where you see people who are on the fringes of society and yet they still harm others who are in a different yeah. intersection of oppression yeah. yes. and um, mm-hmm. yeah. with the witchiness too I felt like I had to keep it very hidden mm-hmm. because I was afraid of what people would think of me and kept a lot of this thing you know the practice that I had in private uh, mm-hmm. until I felt comfortable enough to uh, just say fuck it <laughs> I don't I don't really care what you think and I feel very confident in my right. practice and um, it took me a second to embrace the same for my sexuality and my mm-hmm. um, gender expression as well but it it does take time and um, there's no rush and I'm very fascinated to to hear yeah. how the non-binary conversation had come up for you because um, I could go into length that how existential it felt for me. Mm-hmm. It felt it felt very um, well. We we broke it down, and when I was breaking it down, yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, though that makes a lot of sense." You know, mm-hmm. definitely this the same as you identify like. Mm-hmm. she they i'm more i yeah i mean it's i'm comfortable with those pronouns but not he i'd be like no that doesn't feel right yeah for me and then that but, goes into dysphoria right so then you yeah. really understand okay ooh, you know when it's uh, masculine energy i feel kind of unsure of myself mm-hmm. but is there anything inherently wrong with the masculine what is masculine like and that goes into the yeah. gender binary it's and very interesting long. Like internally, mm-hmm. I have a lot of masculinity. Externally, not mm-hmm. so much, but sometimes I do. <laughs> but I'm just a very yeah. dual as like, I've always been a very dualistic person. Like I'm a lot of mm-hmm. things and, and I'm me. You're and, a Gemini. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So <laughs> duality comes very easily to me. So I understand mm-hmm. like the concept of being non-binary. It, un- it makes sense to me. But mm-hmm. we, yeah, our whole episode was about kind of breaking down like that the feminine stereotype and mm-hmm. what it means to be a woman and how it's being um the misappropriation how of it's the term. being yeah. yeah just used yeah. for all these other things um mm-hmm. but yeah it's very interesting and and, and as far it's funny about the the wi- being comfortable like being out as a witch or out of the broom closet like that's mm-hmm. something that came very easily to me mm. and it's it's definitely not the same struggle you know mm-hmm. as it's definitely not the same struggle but it does have similarities to where mm-hmm. someone who is a witch and can't be out about it and has to like hide what they do which a lot of people do still um yeah how they don't empathize with the queer community 
or being out or being gay or I, I don't or being trans like that doesn't make sense yeah. to me that's what I was getting at was like that just doesn't yeah. I'm like witches were historically the other they weren't necessarily even witches they were we've talked about this before mm -hmm. like they were on the fringes of society they were weird old people talking to their cats <laughs> a lot of the time they were women who had power or men who had femininity you know or whatever like they were just people that were different and so for for the witch community to not always fully embrace that i do see it a lot more which is great like with with newer like younger witches i guess or like i don't know it's there's a certain g generation that i'm speaking about of witches mm. and those those are the same generations that are like typically more conservative leaning so i guess it makes sense but it's it's interesting it's just a weird I think, you know, part of yeah. the reason we don't have a lot, I mean, okay, for me personally, like most of the witches I'm around are queer, right. which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I think mm -hmm. part of the reason we don't have older generations supporting us in a big way is because like we've lost so many queer elders Yeah. Um, yeah. to the AIDS epidemic, yeah. to violence. Like the average lifespan of a trans person is I think 35 in the United States of America. Wow. And um, it's, uh, it's just something to like, I don't know. I just, something to think about, you know, it's, it's part of the reason why we don't get to see so much of that support. Yeah. But Sam, you brought something up really interesting to me that like your queer awakening, well, I don't know if it's your awakening, but like coming out of the closet and mm. coming out of the room the closet, dual there was like an intersection there. And I would love Narnia. to know more. Yes. Narnia. I would love <laughs> to know more about how your magic supports your queerness, how your queerness informs your magic. Like, how does that intersection work now that you're already out and doing the things? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Ooh, I'm like, where do I start? Yeah. How did that, how did that happen? How did you find witchcraft in general? Like, and was yeah. that, yeah. How did that happen? Maybe start there. Yeah. So I think when many folk talk about their queer journey, their gender journey, and like their witchy journeys, they kind of have this underlying current where it was already there, like all the time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, um, you know, certain catalytic moments occur that you're like, oh, now I'm awake to what was within me. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So for me, when it comes to like magic, I would say that I was always that kid with the the uh, stones and the sticks and the flowers making her own potions. And uh, my mom and I, the reason why I actually started Toil and Trouble had a lot to do with um, our self-care rituals together. Mm -hmm. So she actually aligned me with my own feminine energies. Um, she's a double Taurus. She has a Taurus stellium. Mm -hmm. So yes. very, very Venusian woman. And um, so the way we would bond uh, would make, would be making our own little potions together, our beauty regiments together. And there was just something so cool about like the alchemy involved with that. And I always, I guess, really attached to it. Mm. And uh, now in my adulthood, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was just magic. That's why I, I loved mm -hmm. it so much because it's it's literal like mundane magic. 
Uh, and how can I bring that to other people so that they can feel more sparkly and like youthful, not in like a um, superficial sense, but like in that internal child mm-hmm. like kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes to the queerness, uh, I think, you know, I look back on it and all the people I sat with at lunch in middle school, like who were like the weird nerdy kids, like we're all gay now. (laughs) I don't know how we all knew, (laughs) but somehow like everybody who's on the queer frequency, like gravitates to one another in youth. And then Mm -hmm. much later in adulthood, you're like, oh my gosh, they're trans or, oh my gosh, they're queer. Like how, how did we know when we were so young? (laughs) Like, I don't know, but we just knew. Um, So it's just, I think, more of an awareness of the energetics now in my uh, adulthood, but it was already there. (laughs) It sounds like the experience with your mom and those Mm -hmm. self-care and really like connection rituals were kind Mm -hmm. of a defining moment in your magical practice. Were there any defining moments in like positively defining moments in your relationship mm-hmm. to your queerness or your gender identity. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so I think for many people, 2020 was an eye opener for um, their self-expression. Yes. And for me, I already knew that I was bisexual. I had come out um gosh, maybe early college or late high school. I kind of forget. But when it comes to bisexuality, it is a very challenging space mm-hmm. in the LGBTQIA mm-hmm. pantheon because yes. uh, it is heteronormative facing. So a lot of people don't understand uh, you're in the alphabet mafia mm-hmm. uh, if you're with a man. So even though I was bisexual and had been out bisexual since college, um, I hadn't really been treated like someone who was within the group and mm-hmm. um I felt like mm-hmm. kind of hidden even though I was technically out and come 2020 I think that was a revelation to me where I could really step into that door and take space up in in the queer sphere mm-hmm. um and I think I also cut ties with folks who had their own internalized biphobia and yeah without that tether um, it really released me and allowed me to to feel like I was allowed to be queer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I interesting. really appreciate you sharing this. My story is pretty similar, like similar? eerily. <laughs> wow. Eerily similar. Like I was out as bi in high school like I knew Mm -hmm. then and um I was in Catholic school though so like we had to keep it all on the Mm -hmm. down low right but I was you know kissing boys and kissing girls as as early as 15 which was really cool but Mm -hmm. I always and I continue to sometimes feel and I don't know if it's internalized because I don't think it's coming from the people around me at this point in my life who are all very queer and very like uh bi positive but Mm -hmm. Um, like, am I not queer enough? Mm -hmm. Like, is it okay Mm -hmm. for me to call myself this? Because I do think I approach witchcraft and spirituality from a very queer perspective, which is what kind of differentiates me from elders in the traditions that I'm in. Um, is that like my sexuality and gender identity cannot be separate from spirituality. But then I find myself Mm -hmm. thinking like, 
am I wrong taking up space here? Am I wrong because I am in like a relationship that outwardly seems, um, you know, cis heteronormative, even though like mm. I'm trans, my partner is also bisexual. Like we just happen to fall in love. Um, yeah, you just love each other. You love I've, who you love. You right? love who you love. Um, but I like still struggle. I think with like, am I queer enough to be taking up space? Am I queer enough to be mm. calling myself that? And mm-hmm. like in 2020, that was when I had my um like gender awakening and it was really because my kids had theirs first yeah and I was like oh no this is all of us (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. a me too Mm -hmm. and it was kind of special to like I don't know shepherd my kids through that and then realize like oh I'm actually helping myself too right now like I'm seeing yes all of us transform together well Um, that's what it takes sometimes is like I wouldn't have just thought oh that's a thing you know, people learn like, oh, that's a concept mm-hmm. that's existed forever and is now, mm-hmm. you know, being talked about again or mm-hmm. like, you know, brought up by people. And then we learn about it and then we think about it. If you're like, we do a podcast and then we have nice people, we talk to each other and then you learn things and you expand <laughs> your mind and then you go, oh, is self-reflection. So like, it makes sense that your kids like, mm-hmm. you know, you're they're your kids like you. Mm-hmm. that they were going through it and then you cuz i think that like you said there's not a lot of queer elders mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. so you need like-minded people to sometimes like understand more about yourself right that's yeah. that's relationships that's human nature so i think that's really mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. very interesting sam what sam. does <laughs> sam yeah. uh sam what does sam. queerness mean to you and what does magic mean to you yeah they're like so intertwined i know um (laughs) how do i convey like what i'm feeling because i'm feeling all the things right now (laughs) say all the Um, things yeah say all the things we got time just word vomit (laughs) (laughs) that's all we ever do (laughs) i i feel like queerness is like everything all at once, you know what I mean? Where it's just, it's like, I, especially the disposition that I sit in. So to, to kind of convey to the audience, the intersection where I lie, I am a, um, non-binary femme presenting person and I'm bisexual and all of these things live in a very gray area. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's not, you know, okay. On the Kinsey spectrum, you're straight or you're gay. Like I'm in the middle. Okay. So you have men, you have women. I'm in the middle. Like Mm -hmm. I, so queerness to me is like literally that spectrum. It's the container in which you can express yourself Mm -hmm. and all different forms. And it's not even like a, a line to me. It's just this giant, like it, Ooh, I think I'm realizing why I love astrology so much because I do view queerness in the same way I view space, where it's just like there's mm. all of these mm. little planets and places that you can experience uh, different energies. And um, right, m- mm. maybe that's why I am so drawn to magic as well, because it has a lot of fluidity and a lot of um, room for interpretation. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's my favorite thing about queerness Mm -hmm. and magic too is like the expansiveness. It's not about Mm -hmm. one thing or another. It's about um, this like beautiful space where we get to experiment and explore 
the vastness of all the things and yes there's like no limits if labels feel good to you cool yeah. but if you don't need it also yeah. cool like um you know what also that is a that's creativity to mm -hmm. me that's oh creatrix yeah. that's creatrix energy i also identify as a creatrix mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful thing mm. all three of those things so queerness is also creativity it's creatrix energy. it is it is the most creative it thing it's creation also, with yeah. like our bodies and our identities and the way we relate to one another and astrology and well, witchcraft yeah. it's all it's all making sense my toxic trait is i think everyone's gay <laughs> like, oh same 100 percent. yeah i'm like you're not even a little like a little you, people you say that little. to me all the fucking time <laughs> it, even my my friend her name starts with a J. Was like, you're bi, right? And I was like, no. Everybody I'm sorry. is a little gay. <laughs> Just give it off. No, I'm really not. Maybe a tad, but yeah. A tad is I think a that's okay, who I think that's a spectrum women so beautiful? as well. We that's don't the do, thing. I appreciate we don't it. Do the blood quantum when it comes to queerness. <laughs> no, there's, no there's a one drop rule. I like, think women are I said you were beautiful. Like clearly I'm like, oh, I appreciate your beauty, but like sexually yes. I'm not into acting on that. Well, okay, and that's the other I thing that I think gets that. misconceived about like queerness and and gender stuff is like i think mm -hmm. our world really wants to attach it to sexuality exclusively right yeah and like mm -hmm. it doesn't it while like sexuality can be a part of the human experience like our queerness is almost you know the like venn diagrams might cross over but mm -hmm. like it's they not all always, that it is yeah, and yeah i think yeah. that's why like you know it's like preference in florida and other places we're getting all caught up in like the kids can't yeah. see gay because yeah. that's sex and yeah, sex is like, bad what? for kids and it's like well, like yeah the, the things yeah, they're not they don't always have to happen at the same time they sexualize <laughs> like, queer they over sexualize, they over -sexualize queerness, queerness a lot yeah and, and, and what 100 and also i feel like attraction doesn't always have to be sexual either like that's no, why we totally. have the a mm -hmm. yeah. lgbtqia plus um yes. we can be asexual Wait, what's the a oh asexual mm -hmm. right right mm -hmm. like my little one who's a baby but like you know mm -hmm. when you're small you have crushes and yeah. it's it's part of like how yeah. you know like i had a crush on megara i had a crush on rogue and storm yes. like and wolverine <laughs> I love the X-Men. I love the X-Men. Yeah. I also really love the X-Men. Is that like a queer thing or what? Yeah. Oh, uh, could be. Uh, I'm definitely shit. obsessed with it. If I you really, like X-Men, you're gay. I really we, love we the X-Men. We all have like, a common through line. Okay. I, want a new, I want them to do the X-Men correctly because they. I yes. really liked the old movies. But I want to be oh. Jean Grey. I don't want to be with Jean Grey. You want to be Jean Grey. I want to be Jean Grey. She's huh. my favorite. I can see that. Yeah. Thank you. I always liked Rogue. I like want like a nude. You're kind of giving Rogue right now. Yes, you are. And I love it. Like, I want to be you. <laughs> I want to be your friend and hang out. Right. But, um, <laughs> buy gloves. Yes. Just touching You're people. You're an icon. So I don't kill them. Yes. Oh, so good. It's like but, Haunting of Hill House where she has the gloves. The glove. Yeah, totally. She's pretty too. So cool. I do tell women they're pretty a lot in public and they get weirded out. 
like older <laughs> that's women. Not that's not them. That's not them. Like I really, I really if do. If a girl tells me I'm pretty, I am like. <gasps> I'm if like a boy right? tells me I'm pretty. I am like pepper Ew. spray. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm like yeah. get the fuck away from me. But I'll do that. I'll do that. I told a girl she smelled good once, and that was weird for her. I was like, I was like, you smell like jasmine. For her. She yeah. smell like jasmine. Like, and then I ended up in the back of the mm-hmm. checkout line, like in back of her. And I think she was strange. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I, I was just, just softly sniffing her hair. It's I fine. did. No, I, I don't know like, why she's so weirded I was out. Like, oh, you smell like jasmine, baby. <laughs> That's what I said. No, I didn't say it like that. <laughs> no, you didn't say it. But like older women, I'll do that too, especially like, especially if they look yeah. like me because I'm fucking vain. Like they're older, redheaded women. I'll be like, excuse me, I, I don't mean it to be weird, but you're very beautiful. <laughs> And I'll be like, we kind of, we kind of look alike. <laughs> I swear to God, I've done that so many times. Like we kind of look I'm, similarly. We're really beautiful. Okay, bye. So are you, <laughs> Laura, just are you aware of how like the, in the queer sphere, there's that thing where you date your twin, basically? Uh, I, I definitely am so not. I'm so glad you got there. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, that's, weird. That's a thing. Yes. Oh. We're all very vain. <laughs> well, see, I'm not attracted to white redheaded people, though. But I, but I'm more that's like. Fair. I think. Can I date but myself? Laura, you just told me that you go through Target. Yeah, but all the beautiful. But it's appreciative. But I do think they're pretty. But I don't. <laughs> that's where it ends, though. Like I don't want to date them. Yeah, but that's okay. Well, which okay is. Fine, I have a type. Was- let's just be straight up and it's asian men asian (laughs) men period period okay period period and my husband is super cute and i love him and (laughs) i like asian dudes so i don't know what that means about me in my current iteration i like asian men i just like hot people same i I do like hot people though i love hot people that's all i need (sighs) maybe that's my spectrum though it just goes boop and then it never goes I will say that like that when I was particular in my early 20s and I had really, really short hair, like I only mm-hmm. fucked with other like femmes who had also had short really? hair. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Honestly, if, if I had a twin, I'd if I had found my myself, I'd probably want to date them, though. That's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I like myself that much. That's kind of nice. Yeah, that's that's. I I thought that was just being conceited. (laughs) I thought that was just being vain and weird. (laughs) One of my like queer awakenings was a short film called Hearsute, and it's a time travel like short film where this adult man like creates a um a way to go back in time, and he meets his uh, past self, and they have like a kind of like a a gay intertwining and yes that was that felt what? so resonant uh. to me <laughs> oh. that it was like oh yeah like actually if i did ever meet myself like i would just want to know like am i a good kisser or yeah i would like, fuck me absolutely you know. like i wouldn't yeah. fuck me i wouldn't fuck me what? i would just wa- i wouldn't i'd be honest me <laughs> I, mean, I would be my best friend <laughs> you know yeah so i do fuck me. so i don't see anything different <laughs> yeah I also have like weird sexual trauma, so I think I think there's part, okay. I think that's a part of it. Yes. That's uh, mm. yeah. I don't want to get into that right now, but, but that's okay. But I do, that's so okay. I think that's a part of yeah my uh, conundrum. Totally, <laughs> I know it is. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
Sorry, I didn't get all get all no, damper that's okay. on the queer party. No, but not at all. It's reminding it's me of like I do. how long it took me to kind of work through my own stuff to, yeah, yeah. to get to a point where I felt like yeah. able to explore more yeah. mm-hmm. interesting things like that where yeah. I'm like, hmm, would I fuck me? <laughs> Is that interesting? <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe it's just it. weird. But <laughs> I masturbate. Not that often, though. Right? So you fuck you. I do fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In this exactly. timeline. <laughs> what was maybe, um, maybe the person from once uh, every two months. Silence of the Lambs? Um, <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. I'm Buffalo <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Which also very anti trans, yes. not great for trans representation. Oh, but were they a trans iconic. person? But fucking iconic. iconic. In the, yeah. I've never the, actually the seen queer that person, movie. The queer person, the trans person, the drag queen are always the villain. But like the jokes on yeah. the media, because we're we're like, yeah, we're gonna. That's messed we're up. We're gonna love on that. Like they tried Captain mm-hmm. Hook, queer. Ursula, oh yeah, queer. Ursula's queer. Maleficent queer mommy queer. mommy maleficent <laughs> child free by choice yes and queer yes i'm a part of the yes. child free and they're community. like don't be this it's evil and we're like i'm like yes, yes they're the I most fabulous like yeah like i <laughs> yeah the villains were the best there's definitely that weird like you know oh they're codified queer but they're evil thing yeah. but i'm like that's why i like them and i think that's also why i like magic you know i'm just like ooh, but i want the darkness Is i want scar the, queer? Like, scar misunderstood. Queer. scar could be queer scar, scar. is definitely yeah. absolutely scar is queer yeah be mm. prepared. Scott, <laughs> the hyenas. Oh my god. Hades. I agree queer. that like darkness, the liminal Hades is so spaces. Queer. Hades is very queer. Yes. Okay, that's weird. What? Okay, this is how <laughs> Okay, hold on. So I play Dungeons and Dragons with ah! um yes. Love. with two of my very good friends. And my character in Dungeons and Dragons. I've been thinking about this a lot. Is a he and kind of looks mm. like a hot version of Hades um, from the from Hercules. From the That's the, how I describe him. And his name is Polaris. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like a bad boy, fucks everyone. Like, but he thinks he's the mm-hmm. shit. That's my character. It's an air yes. spirit. Are you a bard? So, yeah, I'm a bard. Of course. Of course. So you are. <laughs> that's that. Hot fuck boy energy. <laughs> Yes, hey, hot fuckboy energy. I have. A Why client, is that my character? I have a well, a friend now. Um, I have a friend. I'm exploring who, my gender. You are, and I, I am. They're Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, I have a That's friend the who, who like yes. hosts classes about exploring your gender through RPGs. Yes. And like uh-huh. they write games, they are an incredible, incredible game master. Mm-hmm. I play a game with them called uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that the same one where you're on the I've been island? dying to play that one. <laughs> yes. Oh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Yeah, right. we actually started playing Glitter Hearts, but the rules we didn't like, so then we like mm-hmm. changed to the Thirsty Sword Lesbians, and it's mm-hmm. it's been a great time. But like. RPGs are really like kind of safe container for mm-hmm. us to explore Experiment our, and our explore gender and, and our sexuality right, yeah. within like that's so fucking the confine, weird the like container of that's this what I do space of pretend I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a dude in my game do you play any him. RPGs Sam um you know wow. I do have uh like a friend who helped me create my own character and um, Finch was so 
wonderful as a introduction to D&D because mm-hmm. I had only ever seen it through the lens of like dude bro. Yeah, and totally. So I really didn't want to experience it like that. Yeah. And when Finch was um, helping me create a character, it was really just like, oh, like I'm exploring this in the same way I would explore myself in therapy. <laughs> this is yes. so cool. It's and very therapeutic. Oh, it's awesome. I also um, practice what's called IFS, internal family systems. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that <gasps> modality oh, is so in alignment with D&D. Right. Um, okay. So for folks who aren't aware of what that is, it's basically where you go into your mind palace, you know, and you're personifying your emotions. So let's say you're having a really tough time with your anxiety. You actually unblend from the feeling of anxiety and speak to it and interact with it. And I think that work got me into the realm of D&D and being able to use that for play, not oh. just like trying to understand my flaws. <laughs> um, wow. And that created so many like really cool characters and a lot of depth uh, that I don't think I would have had had I played without that context. I would have been probably just a, a very like vanity play, you know, like I'm just here to take up the spotlight or whatever, you know? Right. Which, I mean, that's fine, too. And that's fine, too. <laughs> that is fine. That is fine. But I, but, I really yeah. enjoy, like, the storytelling that comes with D&D because you not only learn about yourself, but, like, you're building something in co-creation. Mm. And I love that. Like, yeah. I don't know. If somebody's yeah, hogging up art. on the spotlight, you're not sharing the story. Yeah. No. It's fun. It's art. Yeah. And I'm an actor, like, by trade and training. Or I yeah. used to be an actor. And that's that's a similar thing that you get out of it is being somebody else or playing a character and understanding mm-hmm. like and exploring yourself through these other things and mm-hmm. art and creative. And that's why creativity is queer. Like that's yes. a tool. That's such a beautiful tool. Like I really encourage like everyone that's practices magic or that I even know to find mm-hmm. like a creative outlet because it really can leads you down paths that you maybe didn't know mm-hmm. you had. Mm-hmm. And it can be a really great, um, like internal family systems and like just these tools that you have to, and D&D, it's creativity, like mm-hmm. just to, yeah, that's very therapeutic. If you're someone who doesn't like traditional therapy or like has trauma with therapists or whatever, mm-hmm. like that's, mm. it's the way I live my life. And it's, it's just, mm-hmm. I like it, it's free. I had never yeah. heard of IFS before, but what I think is mm-hmm. interesting is like in in my practice, um, something that I do with myself and that I do with my clients is when there's something that we're struggling with, like we mm-hmm. call in this, we give that thing an identity and a name, like it's mm-hmm. its own spirit. And so I'm like, oh shit, mm-hmm. like, am I doing that? <laughs> I feel yes, like I'm absolutely. going to have to go dig into it because like, you know, whether it's anxiety, maybe it's time, maybe it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever it is that we're struggling with. And like by personifying these things and making them separate from us, mm-hmm. um, we're able to have conversations with the spirit of these things and like yeah, have more mm-hmm. agency over our lives rather than feeling like this mm-hmm. one energy or entity is controlling us. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah. It's so less personal that way too. So like I think the the normal, the common response is to be defensive where it's like, okay, we're going to work on your anxiety, your anxiety. Mm. Well, I'm not anxiety. Anxiety is something I feel. Yeah. And uh, when I'm separated from the anxiety, you see your selfhood and you realize like, oh, motion 
Like I, I am the being that experiences the emotion. I'm not yes, the emotion. You're, you're, so that's what's so. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. That's it's, it's very nourishing. That's how there's a book I have called "How to Get Rid of Unwanted Intrusive Thoughts," and I'm someone Ooh, who suffers from yeah. anxiety and panic disorder. Um, mm-hmm. medicated now, woohoo! But like, woo-hoo. Uh, woo-hoo. yeah, happily medicated. Um, but. That's the concept of that is like the voices that are telling you your dad's going to die or whatever it's telling you mm, when it's, it's yeah. an intrusive thought that doesn't need to be there, like learning to be like the third mm. party mm-hmm. and hearing them talk like separate from you. Mm-hmm. Like that separation is something that they talk about, too. It's very interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like that has helped you in your mediumship? Like, I know that you say that you don't practice me but, like you do have yeah you know like both of you um i know that you feel shy taking on that uh that role. label or so, whatever yeah. i mean but both of you have this capacity <laughs> to work with energies yeah. and you know like how does how has that helped you in your spiritual practice i think it's interesting what huh. you just brought up too because mm-hmm. I I literally was talking to my clients about it this week in a group session. Like I, mm-hmm. I also have struggled with intrusive thoughts and it got particularly bad when I was experiencing mm-hmm. like postpartum depression. It might have even been postpartum mm-hmm. psychosis, TBH. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but what helped me is like I I go to the altar and I'm like, I need your help with this. Like, I need your help with this. I need you to interrupt these thoughts. And I can hear my spirits, like, I'll get the intrusive thought and then I'll hear my spirits say, like, that's not it. Like, they literally are telling that thought to go away from me Mm -hmm. because I can't do it on my own. Yeah. And as Mm -hmm. I was sharing it, in like the context of that group, everyone was like, yeah, absolutely, let's do that. But when I'm sharing it like here with like an audience that's Mm -hmm. bigger, I'm also like, oh my God, does that sound like crazy? But like- No, it doesn't. No. I am who I am. I don't know. Um, I've never thought about that. But like my mediumship has enabled me to Mm -hmm. work through those intrusive thoughts. And like they don't, they're not always, I feel like it happens less frequently now at this point in my life, blessed be. Yeah. Um, but you know how it is. Like stuff still pops up from time to time and yeah. I'll hear my spirits are like, that's a lie. Don't talk to Caitlin that yeah. way. Um, or they'll correct me, which is my favorite. Like if Ooh. I'll something like, you know, oh, why didn't you do this? You're being so lazy. They're like, or you're mm-hmm. tired. You've been taking yes. care of all these other things. You mm-hmm. need to sit down. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you're right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty mean to me sometimes, mm. mm-hmm. and they I love when they, they don't like, like that. They reframe my thoughts for me, Aww. and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing that I'm grateful yeah. for. Yeah, I think I've never thought about it. Like I don't know that it's something I consciously am aware of. I think I've always, I've always had you know a relationship with my spirits and magic and like felt very held in my mm-hmm. life and my existence. And that's been my grounding force since I can remember. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in terms of like me, I don't know because I'm not really practicing mediumship or like trying, Yeah, but this the psychometry is something I'm into. Yeah. And like, um, I don't know. I think just being able to, 
I don't know, honestly. I don't know. I just, yeah. you know, you get impressions and then it happens. Like, I don't know yeah. how to like, that's very interesting though. You're like um, Phoebe in Charmed, right? Is she the one that has I don't visions? Know. Uncontrollable visions? I just she get, just it's like when I read like your, the lighter. That's a raven. Oh my God, yes, please. <laughs> when I was holding your lighter, I was thinking more about this because that was yeah. the first time I've ever like tried to do that on for purpose, somebody. On right. And I got it got a visual got a dad vibe and then i could see him from your perspective as a, <laughs> it's like i teleported to like another time and place but i was me yeah. but i was i think caitlin so it was more like a, i guess a a vision or like a I don't know. Like astral I, yeah, like astral almost. projecting or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've astral yeah. projected before. That shit's wild. Scary. It's <laughs> I did a guided meditation to like a past life. I've done that a few times. That's mm. that's fun when it works. <laughs> it's a trippy. What do you got to Sometimes you get us? eaten by a shark and Dude, you know. Not okay. <laughs> You're talking about me, right? That hasn't always yes. that hasn't Okay. I was like, "Did you too?" No. No, no, no. That's but I did have I an obsession a with sea lions and um, seals at a very young age. Aww. So I did like a whole report in second grade of like the differences between the two. Is very yeah. upset. I don't know. And I love them. They're just little like familiars That's to me. So cute. How um, I found like like deities because I didn't grow up with anything was mm. I, I did reports on Greek mythology in like the second grade. I feel like mm -hmm. Greek and yep. Egyptian mythology is a lot of our gateway. Yeah. It's just magic. Yeah. Yes. And so like 100% yeah. and queerness though, and queerness. honestly. Like yes. I the Romans so, were so in, gay. Romans so, so gay. into Greek and Roman yes. like and I have like a little bitty bit of ancestry but like those are mm -hmm. the things that I that I that's what I call like Aphrodite to me is like that energy. Mm -hmm. I'll say like Aphrodite or mm -hmm. that energy because I don't mm -hmm. want to like name it as this one thing but yeah anyway that's how mm. i sort of even mm. they yeah that's the the mask in which they came to me in yeah does that make sense yeah, yeah. so it's yeah it's very it's very interesting when you don't have like a cultural lineage of set things like how do you find magic and like when you don't have a that cultural you will do it well like when you're queer and you yes. don't have any route yes. any um reference right to how you feel like same mm -hmm. thing i would imagine is like mm -hmm. you know sometimes these things I'm certain lucky, things come to like, you my dad was trained as an interior designer he ended up being a furniture builder like amazing grandpa. but like queerness was not uh concealed from us ever like mm -hmm. my parents when we were in high school were like are you gay like <laughs> we just want to know <laughs> yeah yeah like the bird i watched the birdcage when i was like oh my god the seven birdcage years old is like great. we like iconic great yeah movie. i'm i'm super grateful that we had that kind of influence in our life and that it was never because i went to catholic school mm -hmm. so at school mm -hmm. i was a sinner yeah. on so many levels but at home yep. i was not which was nice <laughs> i have a fun fact thanks mom and dad about the birdcage right you do nathan lane was not out when when that movie came out really he wasn't wow. out i did publicly know that. and robin williams there was an interview i guess where him and robin williams were like being interviewed and somebody like tried to out, kind of out him and Robin Williams like skirted like shut skirted the question shut it down isn't that sweet because wow. he wasn't ready or like he was concerned yes. but he wasn't out oh, on the birdcage the I most iconic one of the most iconic like 
Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Also, two on foo. Thanks for everything. I was everything. just going like, to say that. That was oh, my other. <laughs> yes. That was my other like movie when so I was. Yeah. Or it's just like a, a positive kid, representation of queerness like that. You know, there's there's a yeah. lack of that. And there's a lack of that with witchcraft, too. I recently you know? was watching an interview mm. with like all three actors from Tuong Fu and like the sincerity mm. and the love that they poured mm. into their characters yeah. was just such mm -hmm. a delight to hear them yeah. talk about. I was like, it's really oh. sweet. Yeah. And rare at the time. Yeah. It's really still cool. rare. Yeah. Yes. Still rare. You know, like I yeah. think about that. I'm like, wow. Sam. Special. <sighs> Who or what makes you feel most magical? Sam. Who or what makes me feel most magical? Gosh. Mm. You know, okay. So I think we had talked about this Venn diagram of different things where you have like a witchy sphere and then there's also the queer sphere and I'm like mm. in that little intersection and um, glamour fits between the mm. two. So I feel most magical when I'm like expressive. And I think if you, you know, watch RuPaul's Drag Race and you mm -hmm. see these queens embrace their inner glamour, that's like a, it's literally armor, you know, to protect mm -hmm. um, the more vulnerable side of yourself. And that's, I think, the easiest way I can convey it, where I just feel like the most magical when I can uh, express myself to the fullest and not feel like I have to hide in front of others. And in fact, like, if people are going to stare at me, like, I'm going to give them a show yes know? um and that's that's magic um i i think that it's one of those things where like oh i can't believe this in front of my eyes kind of thing like i i love that feeling me too uh where <laughs> it like you had mentioned caitlin how your children really helped you step into your own identities mm -hmm. and like i i feel like it's a symbiotic relationship so mm -hmm. when i get to be that beacon for others, it like feeds off of each other where mm -hmm. it gives other people more confidence to express themselves and claim their magic and and then it fuels me to do it mm. more too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Speaking of being a beacon for others, what is some wisdom or advice that you would mm -hmm. like to impart on folks listening who are maybe at the early budding stages of their magical queerness? Ooh. Mm. I would say intuition is like the, the big one for me. Mm -hmm. um, I listen to many of the societal norms around mm -hmm. me that say, you know, a woman looks like this and a straight person looks like this. And this is the performance that we expect everybody to conduct. And that's the way that common society looks. And um, I think tapping into my intuition, there was always something saying like, well, like that's not how I would do it. And mm. at the same time, the outside world was telling me it was wrong. And I wish I had trusted myself earlier so that's what I'll say to, to many folks out there where you know you and it's okay to conceal it for um your safety but mm -hmm. internally it it was a lot of unlearning to do to reunite with the intuition um so okay. had I had that connection and just trusted it I feel like I would have gotten 
on this journey quicker. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like the most regret for is like the lost time where mm-hmm. uh, I I could have I could have been myself for so much longer, you know, mm-hmm. and being here has been such a joy. And I hope that uh, many people can feel that within themselves because mm. it sucks to realize you were playing small for so many years and seeing how much space you can actually take up when you do. Mm. Yep. How does, as a fellow business owner that makes cool shit, how does your business and your magical life intertwine? Like, how do they inform each other? Mm. Um, chaotically. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that. you get that. Oh, where yeah. you're like, well, I get uh, that. Aphrodite gave me this download, and now I have to make this thing or yeah. whatever. You know, like literally, yeah. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> It's it's yeah, so how, chaotic. Does it inform like what you make or how do you how do you decide what to mm-hmm. make, you know, or what to do? Uh, yeah. I know uh, there's a so lot of things. So as far into as that. like crafting things for Toil and Trouble, um, I do look at cycles of the moon. So uh the nice. way that I make my soap is all um do y'all know about soap making, like how it's done? A little Have bit. Have you seen Fight Club? Only what you've okay. taught me. <laughs> I used yeah, to work yes. for a soap company, but I didn't make the soap. So you can explain. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're tell just, us. Uh, like, okay, okay. I just worked at the well, store. Uh, it was <laughs> You're like, I was just there, you know. This is before our lady cards. Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soap slinger. Uh, <laughs> I worked for Lush soap and slinger. I worked for another. Actually, I worked for several soap companies. Weird. <laughs> Huh. Well, like, dumb. I didn't realize that this was a through line. Um, <laughs> I like soap. Yeah. So soap is awesome. Soap. And <laughs> it's also kind of badass. I'm not going to lie. Like it is very like chemistry or- oriented. Ooh, so yeah. um, Science. to make soap, it's a chemical process called saponification. And basically saponification is where uh, you take a mixture of lye and water that is um, going to create a thermodynamic reaction where it goes really high in temperature, finally reaches its peak, lowers, and once it's at that stable temperature, you combine it with a mixture of oils. The oils themselves have different properties. So for instance, I use coconut oil in my soap um, primarily for its sturdiness in the bar. So it makes a nice um, hard bar of soap that will last long in the shower and it also makes really fluffy bubbles <laughs> um shea butter is really good for your skin but it doesn't you know really help as much with the bubbling it's more of like a creamy lather mm. thing so it's all like trying to um create a formula like a magic potion of how many oils do i put of like this percentage to get this kind of quality from the the bar i produce um so once I've done all the sciencey bits and tried to figure out, okay, here's the formula for the soap itself, I take the water that um, I will mix with the lye, which is that caustic chemical from, uh, if you've seen Fight Club, where he pours the stuff on the guy's hand and it burns him, that's the caustic material I work with. Oh. Um, so again, it's badass. Like, do you wear I'm those gloves some dangerous when stuff. you do that? Do you wear your gloves? Yes, and oh, I do yes. wear gloves while I, while I do this. To I actually have to like wear a hernia and like a whole lab coat and the whole thing and to make it, you know, yeah. uh, safe for skin and whatnot. But you really are like hot uh, Dexter's lab. You really are like Dexter in Dexter's laboratory. <laughs> but hot. I love that too because he is definitely one of my like avatars, I think, for my business. Totally. Like, I yeah, 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 yeah. Fun fact, um 
canonically, Dexter is a Capricorn, and I have a Capricorn stellium, and so I'm just like, oh, I feel so seen by his brilliant mind and Dexter his Dexter would be a Capricorn. Wait, wait pause. That. What the fuck is a stellium, and do I have one? It means you have three or more planets in a single sign in your chart. I don't think I have a stellium. Boo. Oh. Sorry, move That's on. Maybe I just, you do. I, think I don't think I do. Most people have like one. I'll check. Just wanted to clear yes. that up, you know, because it was oh, so yes. important yes, yes, to yes. interrupt you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, it's important to clarify what right. stellium is because yeah. a lot of people are like, uh, what? know some astrology, but not like the kind of nuanced terms and whatnot. Totally. Um, but yeah, Dexter is definitely a Capricorn and canonically his sister Dee Dee is a Cancer, which is the opposite sign oh cute and i think that's so hilarious wow i love that detail uh i'm gonna have to go back and watch dexter's lab with my kids later today so i think it's gonna be a topic for uh pop cosmic whenever we premiere that yes Ooh, which by the way oh my god b52s yeah okay laura what (laughs) um Caitlin knows a bit about this behind the scenes stuff but Mm -hmm. i'm in the process of launching a pop a podcast called Pop Cosmic, and it's all related to the astrology of pop culture. Amazing. And um, because Pop Cosmic has that syllabance that's kind of similar to Rock Lobster, yeah. Pop the Cosmic. theme song is definitely going to be B-52s themed. I love Which that. is the yes. what we got in our card pool. Yeah, like, that's which crazy. Is the, who I'm going to go see in Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Okay. I love that. I love Synchronicities. that. Yes. There and the, no did you say anyway, the song What was I saying was? about Dexter's Lab? It was Rome if you want it's to. It's Rome. Yeah. Rome around the world. Hip to hip. Rome around the world. Is the there wilderness. a soap that's your favorite or like your bestseller mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. that you that you had an interesting experience in creating like a special moment mm-hmm. or anything like that? Yeah. Um, well... Kate, am I able to uh, yeah. speak to the? Okay, yeah. Uh, we're we're in the process of making Olympia soap right now, Ooh, yeah. so collaborating mm-hmm. between the two of us, so that your clients have uh, a more accessible way to cleanse. Uh, so you can literally cleanse with a bar of soap, but also mm-hmm. spiritually cleanse with the magic that um, you've infused into uh, the, and the you. whole. Beautiful. Well, yes, mm-hmm. but you know, like the, the mother of mystics, like mm-hmm. Olympia is a spiritual bath for anyone. Who yeah, it's a, know, right? a cleansing, a and cleansing. It, yes. it can be a bath. It can oh, be smoke. Like, right. there's lots of different okay. ways you can do it. But yeah, just FYI, Olympia. Yes, 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 yes. So that I'm looking forward to. Um, so you have the uh, the special scent uh, formulas. Yes. In in the process of deciphering which one will be the one to choose from. But that's that's going to be fun. And uh, as far as like bestsellers go, I would say typically my astrology lines sell out fairly fast. Um, so all of those soaps are inspired by the signs. And uh, I went as far as to go into like the color theory. So each, right. you know, Gemini soap, Yellow for instance. Or Yellow is, yeah. yep, exactly. Yeah. And uh, silver is also a correspondence for y'all. Yeah. So I, I used a biodegradable eco glitter on top of that so that it has this like sustainable sparkle. Mm-hmm. And, Do we get two bars? Um, I'm just kidding. Yes, of course. <laughs> One of for course. each personality. One for each personality. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, That's great. And then the scent themselves too. That uh, was so much fun to create like the... Um, Mother Mystic coins this term called sensual sorcery, and I fucking mm. love it. 
And uh, that's what it feels like. It, it feels like you're really making this potion to invoke the energy of this is what Gemini smells like. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels mm. like. Um, and I also love learning. Like when I go to vendor shows, I'm doing the astrology line. Somebody buys a soap and I'm like, hmm, interesting. Like I get this demographic information. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. ironically enough, all water signs sell out the fastest. And it's mm. not like, you know, it, That's they just interesting. know bath culture. They do know bath I, culture. I don't know why. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I would think Taurus would sell quickly too. Yeah. Because mm. it's luxurious. Maybe the water yes. soaps are just like, they smell real good to <laughs> more people. I also know. that. Yeah. I'll yeah. have to send y'all the um, collection to to smell them out and see God, what you think. I gifted Laura the I am a Taurus rising, so. I think I gifted you the moonstone and the amethyst soap mm. for christmas Ooh. i'm very i don't think yes. i've used them yet because i still have a bar in there so i'm gonna use it later <laughs> i'm a big i'm a yes. Taurusy person i mm-hmm. love shower mat everyday showers is how mm-hmm. i cleanse that's my that's my grounding mm-hmm. at the end of the day like i'm a night shower mm-hmm. and uh, i will be using i do like a bar soap so me too i yes. am excited that's why that's, i'm so excited for a collab i will and toil and trouble oh, is such a cute name it's such a cute, so fucking cute, cute name for a business. I applaud you. Thank on that. you. And you really Shout are out like to Shakespeare. Bubble, yes. bubble, double, like, double over the cauldron. Trouble. Like incredible. Yes. I fucking love it's it. It's amazing. It's very, very. You're cute. so cool. Sam. And the witches in Hamlet misunderstood. <laughs> yes. And iconic. Like, and iconic. Yes. And right. <laughs> I think they and were in. Gay. <laughs> and gay. Probably. <laughs> Not to be obnoxious theater kid, but it was Macbeth. But it's okay. Oh, right. Macbeth. Oh, it was. It was Macbeth. You're Sorry, right. Not I Hamlet. Have, I had to say something. You're right. No, you, I, we would email. emails. Yeah. I appreciate the correction. You I, think I would know because it's my like business name? Oh, no. <laughs> no, you did. It, it's fine. It's all. They're similar. It's all but. Shakespeare. As a theater yeah. professional, I must say, was not <laughs> My favorite was always right. much ado about nothing. I love, and I also did that show, so I know mm. it really well. I played one of the witches. You, d- but the spirit, shocking, the voice, the spirit voices of the witches. That wasn't the actual. Yeah, mm. it tracked. It tracked hard. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, so where can what is your website? How do we find uh, you? Oh, and you're giving us a discount, right? A discount code for our yes. audience. Oh, yeah, <gasps> yes, yes, yes. Do share, tell. Share all the things. Plug your stuff. Plug the things. Oh my goodness. Um, yes. So y'all can find me at toilandtrouble.com. Um, T-O-I-L-A-N-D-T-R-B-L. I spell things uniquely because I'm just a unique person. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to discounts, uh, I would love to offer everybody 20% off using the discount code BIND. Ooh, that's um, a lot. B-I-N-D. That is very generous. <laughs> is that too much? No, that's great. Know. No, no, no. We're... <laughs> I, that's what I'm I more than happy to offer sure. <laughs> Okay. I think that's, that's great. That's fine. That's great. Thank you, um, Sam. Thank you so much, Sam. And we'll of link course, that in the show notes as well. Yeah, we'll link it in the show so, notes. Yeah. Amazing. Right, sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is a wonderful journey. And uh, I know I noodled around a little bit, but thanks no, for your... we're all noodles. <laughs> patience. <laughs> that's all we do is noodle. <laughs> Uh, I'm hungry. Just nudes been, all day. I know, now I'm hungry some, for some nudes. <laughs> I want a noodle. <laughs> Me too. I had noodles last night. Thank you so much, Thank you Sam, so much, for Sam. being our first guest. Our first this guest, yeah. An amazing, amazing oh. time with you. I'm so, so happy excited. that we got to do this together. 
Thank you. Um, so yes. thank you. And everybody, please check out Sam's website. There's soap. There's mm-hmm. candles. There's magic. There's Sam. The There's Sam. It's Sam. <laughs> I love that. Congrats on everything. Yes. And also be on the lookout soon for the Toil and Trouble Mother of Mystics soap collab. Yes, Probably yes, coming yes. to you this summer. So. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. All right, so everyone. Good. Wow. Well. well. Thank you, Sam. And thank you mm-hmm. for listening to Third Eye Bind. <laughs> Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye line. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Hello. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or a text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eyebind. Third Eyebind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin at caitlin.grania.